Are you a real know-it-all? Do you annoy your family by shouting the answers while watching Jeopardy? Do you drive people crazy when you start a sentence with, well, actually? Well, guess what? You can go fact yourself. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Welcome to Go Fact Yourself, the show where we take the smartest people we know and make them look dumb and then smart again. I'm Helen Hong, and now from the Angel City Brewery in downtown Los Angeles, here's our moderator, J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Helen. Today on Go Fact Yourself, two guests will compete to answer questions about facts they know, facts they might not know, and frankly, facts they should know. Plus, we'll meet actual experts on two very different topics, and finally, we'll declare one of our guests the winner of today's show. Let's get started and meet the first of today's guests. Helen, who's up first? She is a science correspondent for CBS and host of the comedy science podcast, Ologies. Please welcome Allie Ward. Allie Ward. Hi, Allie Ward. Hi, Allie Ward. Hi. Welcome, Allie Ward. So excited. How did you get into science? Um, I've been into science ever since I was just a little girl. You know, I think my parents did a, like a Christmas shopping very last minute and just threw a microscope from Target in, wow. yeah, just, we're just like, give her this, we don't know. And so I had got a microscope when I was a kid and I just, I couldn't stop swabbing things and looking at disgusting things underneath and I just, I thought, wow, the world, it's so big. And so I just got hooked. Now tell us a little bit about the Ologies podcast that you host. Oh, it's, um, it's bleeding me of all of my energy and resources and I love it. Um, it's this podcast I wanted to do forever. It's a different ologist on every week. So I've covered gemology, and uh, I just had orna an ornithologist on. I've, uh, so any ologists, I ask them what they do, how they got into it, and then I have some listener questions. So I just, I spend all my time doing it, and I love it. Is beerologist a thing? Oh, that's a good question. I got to get into the, I try to find out the etymology of each ology, and I don't know what that would be. Ah. I got to figure it out. You're also into cooking, and you actually concocted a drink that gained some notoriety. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. I'm afraid to die because I'm afraid that this thing will be mentioned in my obituary. So I'm glad we're just getting it out of the way now. Oh, okay. Great. Um, uh, it was called a McNuggetini and involved a chicken nugget. No. And uh, I am so afraid that that will be my biggest contribution to planet Earth. Who knows? It might be. How well, let's, how? let's see how the show goes today, because right, your, your right. biggest contribution could be that you're the winner of Go Factors. Oh, one can only hope. No, that's Wait, sad for everyone. you stuck a McNugget into the top of a cocktail glass? And well, let me explain. Um, <laughs> let me defend myself. It was a chocolate shake rimmed in barbecue sauce, garnished with a McNugget. It was born, um, it, I know it's horrifying. Sounds disgusting and or amazing. Yeah. No, it's gross. It's disgusting. Okay. You were right the first time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's and awful. how did it gain notoriety other than you? Uh, yeah, YouTube. I oh, don't know. Okay. It was the early days of viral videos when you've, if you got like a hundred people who you didn't know watching something, yeah. people were like, whoa, you're famous. Wow. So yeah, so it's going to follow me. Um, it's going to follow me like a bad smell my whole life. <laughs> That's fine. There are worse things. Well, I'm so glad I did my research and brought it up. No. Holly Ward, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> All right, Helen, who do we have playing against Allie today? He is an actor who is an original cast member of Mad TV and has voiced roles on dozens of animated shows and video games, including Samurai Jack and Family Guy. It's Phil Lamar! Phil Lamar! <laughs> Hello, Phil. Hey there. Great to see you. Nice to see you, Keith. Thank you. Uh, please, call me Jake Keith. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding, except I'm not. Um, uh, now, Phil, in addition to voicing animated series like uh, Samurai Jack, you're actually making your own right now. Yes, yes. Um, I have a new animated series called Goblins Animated, and uh, we're launching our crowdfunding um, on Indiegogo uh, Tuesday. What's today? Ooh. Sunday? Yes, in two days. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, or, by, or when this airs, a few weeks ago. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it's amazing. It's based on my friend Terrell Hunt's webcomic that he's been doing for about 10, 11 years. And it's set in the Dungeons and Dragons world. Mm -hmm. But in this world, goblins aren't just the little monsters you kill to get experience points and a you know, plus one magic sword. They're actually the heroes. Oh. What? And the, and the humans are the things that will kill you in the dungeon. Whoa. Wow. And, and is there a message there? Like... <laughs> 
feel like there must be. Yeah. No, it's it's a lot of it's funny. It's got um, you know a surprising amount of heart too. He's done some really great stuff. And my friend Matt King and I loved it so much that we convinced him. It's like, dude, this has to be something more. You got to give this to a bigger audience. So we're um, putting together a, a trying to get the funds for this uh, trailer reel to go out and uh, sell it to people who have lots of money. <laughs> and Yay! Will you, and that's will, our demo. And apparently. will you be voicing more than one character in it? Uh, well, more than likely, yes, yeah. just to save money. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's called producing, yes. Phil. But yeah. yes, I'm, uh, I'm voicing, uh, my main character is, uh, complains of names, because in this world, uh, goblin tribes are, they have names named after how they look. So Mike or or behave. So my character, his friend Big Ears, um, oh. and his other friend dies horribly, um, <laughs> who walks around in a state of permanent fear because so, he knows it's going to happen. So it's for kids. <laughs> all right. It's not dark at all. <laughs> not it's, at all. It's nope. a little dark. Uh, something I wanted to ask you about: you do a lot of uh, voices for video games. When yeah. you go in for a session like that, do they just give you a whole bunch of reactions on one sheet that you've got to just uh, power right through? Yeah, it's it's actually one of the hardest things uh, as an actor to do because, like, imagine if you're you know it's like you've been cast as Hamlet. Excellent. Here are all of your lines and no one else's. <laughs> so what happens? Um, at some point, you get stabbed. Uh, and electrocuted and uh, hit with a flamethrower. Uh, but we're going to do that at the end of the session. Yeah, it's. You know, in a cartoon, you are there for four hours doing half an hour's worth. You know, these games have five, ten hours worth of gameplay. Mm. So oh. it's just line after line after line after line. And most of the time, you have no context for what it is you're doing. And you have to make it sound like something that a real person said. I, I was uh, lucky enough to be in an animated feature a few years ago. And my one line was, ah! <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. But I did feel that. I was like, I don't know what I'm eyeing in response to, so I'm just going to give you a bunch of ahs. Okay, then my my note to you would be get a better director. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Great advice from Mr. Phil Lamar. (laughs) Great advice. All right, well, we asked each of you to provide us with a few topics outside your field of work in which you feel you have expertise. Phil, you told us those three were Mad Magazine artists, Marvel and DC superhero comics, and Dodgers baseball. Yes. Allie, you told us yours were Bugs, Word Origins, and Fiona Apple lyrics. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. So varied. Yes, a lot of diversity on this show in so many ways. Later on, we'll ask each of you some in-depth trivia questions about one of those topics. But first, we're going to get your thoughts on something you might know nothing about. Uh-oh. It's time to split some hairs with our What's the Difference round. We'll have one question for each of you, each worth up to two points. If either of you gives an incorrect answer, the other person has a chance to take away some of those points. Up first, Allie, your subject today, travel. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, so ready. Okay, great. Here's your question to ponder. When flying, you probably prefer to take a nonstop flight. But when you do have to connect, what is the difference between a layover and a stopover? Oh, boy. I should know this because I'm on planes, like, Sometimes 10 times a month, and a lot of times I get routed through cities I don't want to be in ever. Okay. Let's name those so we can alienate much of the country. (laughs) Oh, okay, okay. Anything not on the coasts, number one. Um, JK, JK. I would have to say a layover, you get your body off of the vehicle, off of the plane, and a stopover. They're like, hang tight, we're just going to add more human beings to make this plane smell worse. (laughs) Okay, so more of a... (laughs) So more of a, a fragrant bus-like experience. Yes, yes. Sit tight. Mm-hmm. We'll give you pretzels if you don't move. Is okay. a stopover, is my guess. All right. Well, we have uh, reached our destination. Uh, we have Allie's answer. We don't know yet if she's correct. Phil, if you think she's wrong, you can steal the points by giving us the correct answer. Do you think she is wrong? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if she's right, yeah. but I realize that I've been using the two terms interchangeably for years, so I'm not <laughs> stepping foot into that one. All right, fair enough. Let's go to Helen Hong at the judges' table for the facts. A layover is a connection between flights where you usually don't leave the airport, one that lasts less than four hours domestically and less than 24 hours internationally. A stopover is a connection between flights where you usually do leave the airport and can spend a few days in a place. 
It's a stop that lasts longer than four hours domestically and longer than 24 hours internationally. That's I'm right. So this so usually wrong. matters when you're uh, booking an award ticket because some airlines allow for a stopover on the same itinerary and some don't. So depending on the type of journey you're taking, you can spend extra time in a city without paying for an extra ticket. Uh, although I've had uh, long layovers in cities as well because I'm a cheapskate and I like to uh, <laughs> see places. Yeah, and it really does depend on the city that you're in, right? Yeah, like absolutely. if you're in maybe Buffalo. Mm. Yeah. Wow, throwing Buffalo Sorry, shade. Sorry, Buffalo. I see that. We got <laughs> like our hashtag for this episode, <laughs> Buffalo shade. Uh, Helen, how did Allie do on that? Allie, unfortunately, you got neither right, so no points for Allie on that. Oh, oh terribly sorry, Allie. Yeah, I know. I deserve it. I deserve it. I deserve nothing. <laughs> Self-flagellation. Yeah. What's the difference between self-flagellation and no? Catholicism. Uh, all right. Up next uh, is Phil. Your subject today, meat. <laughs> the question to ponder, they both make great sandwiches, especially at a good Jewish deli, but what is the difference between corned beef and pastrami? Mm. If I get this wrong, I'm vegan. Um, Are you vegan? Let's see. Okay. Oh, uh, I see. I see. I thought you meant if you don't get it right, you're going to convert to veganism, <laughs> which is, I believe, how most vegans end up that way. It's through <laughs> exactly. some sort of a By podcast a game show. Wrong. Yes. Uh, the difference between corned beef and pastrami. Mm-hmm. Corned beef is, because uh, the process is similar, um, but corned beef is just beef and pastrami is a combination of beef and pork. Laughter of delight or perhaps confirmation. We're going to find out. Uh, We are ready to order now. We have Phil's answer. We don't know if he is correct yet. Allie, if you think he's wrong, you can steal the points by giving us the correct answer. Do you think Phil is wrong? Take it, baby. Oh, boy. I, I was going to say that corned beef is just salted beef mm-hmm. and pastrami has additional spices but i have no confidence in my answer <laughs> but you've got to have more confidence in mine <laughs> um i don't know if they mix the animals i really don't know i know that the audience knows. the audience knows they do. Yes. The audience knows they <laughs> don't want to tell you. well you know what the audience if, if someday you would like to play uh, accomplish something in show business and we'll have you on as a guest <laughs> I think they're going to wait for the home game, Jay. Yeah, probably. Uh, All right, uh, let's go to Helen Hong at the judges' table for the facts. Here are the facts. Corned beef is boiled and pastrami is smoked. That's the main difference. That's right. But all all cow. Yes, (laughs) that's right. Actually, some would say that both are are beef pretending to be ham. There it is. Uh, (laughs) But yes, depending on who's making it, there might be some differences in the cut of beef or the flavorings, but the main difference is the boil and the smoke. Um, And it's interesting, actually, that you did mention salt because... uh, Corn and corned beef actually refers to large grains of salt. They're called corns, and corns that's why it's of called salt. corned beef. Do I right. get any any fraction of a point? <laughs> I don't see how. Okay. I don't see I how was, that would happen, but it's really up thinking, to Helen. Actually, I was I was actually when you started saying salted, I was like, ooh, is that perhaps a quarter of a point because of the corned, uh, the the salt salt corns as they call them? But uh, but nah, no, that's a no. Got it. All Got right, it. so uh, Helen, so. what is our score after the first round? Right now it's zero to zero. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yes. <laughs> so going in pretty well, once even. Once the playing field is level. I promise an evenly matched close contest, and that is what we've delivered so far. Of that course, quarter those... point would have put me over, though. I just want to say. It might have. But those scores are bound to change as we move on to questions about topics our guests have chosen for themselves. That's all up ahead when we come back on Go Fact Yourself. <laughs> What's Ben Affleck and or Drake up to? What show should I be watching right now? Should The Rock run for president? How about Oprah? What's a great French film about lady cannibals? Who's stronger, Luke Cage or Iron Fist? For answers to these questions and so much more, come on over to Pop Rocket, a pop culture roundtable discussion that always has a fun, diverse panel talking about the stuff we love. Catch us every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org or wherever you decide to get your podcast. I'm not going to judge. Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself, where our score is Allie Ward with zero points and Phil Lamar also with zero points. <laughs> Once again, here's Jay Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, Helen Hong. We've got a very close match. Uh, Allie, let's uh, talk to you about your interests, of your many interests. You told us that you know a lot about bugs. 
word origins and Fiona Apple lyrics. I choked on the third one, and I just put something I liked. <laughs> That's fair <laughs> enough. You can know a lot about that. Uh, so in other words, we've got entomology, etymology, and... Fiona Appleology? What sure. would that be? Oh, that's a great one. I, I'd have to say it's pomology, because pom... Pomology! Oh, that's wow. why she hosts the show, Thank you, Give it guys. to the scientists. Very nice. Yeah. All right, now you told us you know a lot about bugs, word origins, and Fiona Apple lyrics. Today we want to talk to you about... Bugs! Oh, thank God. Okay. okay wow. <laughs> oh, God. Thank okay. God for you. Not so thank God for me. <laughs> yeah, you know, Helen's not a big fan of bugs? No, I'm starting to feel itchy already. Uh, now I, I would say I would hide under the table, but that's kind of where they hang out. So. Yeah, they love that. <laughs> yeah, there's no escape. Uh, why bugs, Allie? I just love them. I've loved them since I was a kid. I think that they're so fascinating. They're like, they're like micro-machines that can do stuff. They're the product of so much evolution, and I just think that they're very misunderstood. Uh, but if a cockroach were to touch me, I would set myself on fire. Yes. <laughs> And, Again, br- and burn down your entire house. Does not seem much of a punishment for the cockroach. <laughs> right. But I, just, I would just need sweet relief. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> now, Allie, we're going to have a big expert-level question for you to ponder in a moment. But okay. first, to show that this is a legitimate interest of yours, here are five trivia questions about bugs, each worth one point. Okay. Now, you're allowed one hint for each question if you want it. And, Phil, listen closely, because if Allie answers incorrectly and you know the correct answer, you can steal and make Allie feel Terrible. Yay. Uh, and Phil, by the way, how much do you know about bugs? Um, well, I was uh, born in Inglewood, so a fair amount. <laughs> Allie, here's your first question. Insects have three main body parts. Spiders have only two. Which main body part do they have in common? Which main body part do they have in common? Mm-hmm. Uh, that'd be the abdomen. Helen. That is correct. It is the abdomen. Oh, Very good. <laughs> Not the chorus. All right. No, they, uh, they la- there's a, uh, uh, anyway, cephalothorax. Oh, I was going to give the fun fact, but if you want to give it. No, 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 please in, give what, it. What do they have instead of a head or a thorax? Cephalothorax, don't they? Duh. Got I mean, wow. they got a fuse. They she got a knows fuse. her stuff. All right, Spiders, then this, yeah. this one is probably going to be easy for you as well, but here we go with question number two. Ladybugs, fireflies, and bull weevils, excuse me, I mispronounced that, bull weevils, <laughs> uh, are all types of what insect? Uh, I'm going to guess that that would all be beetles. Helen. That is correct. That is correct. They are all okay. beetles. Did you want the scientific name, or do you want me to stop being so pedantic? Oh, wow. No, this is, this is a show on Max Fun. It's all about the pedantry. No, um, I think it would be um, Coleoptera, I believe, would be the type of... Well, if you're know. wrong, I'm sure we'll get dozens of tweets. Yay! Uh, <laughs> I'm so seeing my hope. SAT scores spiral down in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's question number three. Many states have an official insect, and in fact, most states have the same one, the Apis mellifera. What useful creature is the Apis mellifera? Can I, can I vent for a moment? Oi. <laughs> I have a feeling this is the only place you're allowed to vent on this topic, so please, get it all out. Okay. Is, is it about my pronunciation? No, 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 you're good, you're good. So an uh, Apis mellifera is a honeybee. Um, which is like a very useful bee. We use honey from it. We love it. It can, it can sting us, we, so we don't, try not to peeve it too much. But we love that sweet honey. But the thing is, honeybees are not indigenous to America. They were imported from Europe. So the fact that it is so widely a state bee is very annoying. Wow. Well, gosh darn it, those darn immigrant bees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we build a net? Build that net! Build that no. Wow. I didn't know you felt so strongly, Allie. I'm, I'm starting yeah. to feel so uncomfortable. I mean, but they're all, you know, I'm, and I also think like, oh, let's have a, an insect where we corral it, we use it for our own purposes, and then we take what it makes. It's very American. So, oh, yeah. I mean, I get it. USA! USA! Uh, Helen, as a formality, is that the correct answer? That is correct. Of course, correct. that's the correct answer. That's right. <laughs> Can you imagine if it wasn't? Yeah. We were like, yeah. actually. I can't believe you talked all that stuff about honeybees and it wasn't even right. No, no, of course that it was, was correct. Uh, by the way, 14 states have the honeybee as at least one of their official insects. Four states have no official insects. Oh. So maybe you could work on that, Allie. Get those states in line. Can I also note that most of the bees doing the work are ladies? So bring it. Yeah. yeah. Unsung. Unsung mm. female workforce. Unsung, Continue. unbuzzed. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Connecticut's official insect is the praying mantis. Is it really? Oh, that's that's what Wikipedia said. No, no, that's the <laughs> Smithsonian. Smithsonian said that as well. Uh, all right, here now is question number four about bugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of praying mantises, mantises, mantis? Say mantids. It makes it easy for everyone. What can mantids do with their head that almost no other insect can do? 
Ugh. Yeah. Uh, Keep in mind, this is a family show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Keep oh, it clean. Keep it Got clean. Got it. Um, I want the, see, I actually don't know this. I, I want to go toward like the common, um, like gossip about them is like eating another, eating your mate's head off, uh, for nutrition after you've, after you've mated with them. But I'm going to guess that it has something to do with the swivel effect and a, I heard a yes out there. Guys, please. Let's Come on, audience. No coaching Keep it from to the audience, yeah. I'm going to high five you so hard your wrist is going to fracture. Um, cause that's, thank you. But, um, I think it has something to do with like a 180 swivel, but I don't know. Do you have any guesses? Well, well, well so. fine. We haven't said if you're if you're correct. Okay, so is, sorry. is that in fact your your, uh, your yeah, answer? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna final say answer. That. Yeah, I'm gonna swivel. Yeah, Helen, is that correct? That is correct. That oh! is correct. They can oh turn their head 180 degrees. Wow, you even have the degrees. Right. You're doing very well. Here's your fifth question. Oh boy. What is the word for the part of a fly that allows it to walk on a ceiling? Ooh, oh my God. Uh, ma- it's called magic. Uh, <laughs> it's called evil yes. magic. I'm sorry, the correct answer for all of these is Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, God. Um, I, I can't believe yeah. we've stumped That's, you finally. I know. Considering you? I, I know they're ma- the mouth parts they use to lap up their own vomit. If only that were the question. <laughs> I know. I was like, when you started saying fly parts, I was like, yeah. la labella, la labella. Um, uh, I would have to say there are foot pads. <laughs> well, actually, we're, we're looking for the exact word. So you may be correct, but we are. Uh, I would. I want to say something like a tarsus, but I just don't. I have no idea what I'm talking and about. And yet you sort of said tarsus. So is that your answer? I'm gonna say a, let's call it a tarsus. tarsus. Is it a tarsus, Helen? That is not correct. Yeah, not I correct. Didn't think so. Bill with a chance to steal. <laughs> well. Wow, Phil, if you can get this. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Oh, okay, very no, there's, good. There's, there's, there's <laughs> Helen, what is the correct answer? The correct answer is pulvilus wow. or pulvili. So the plural, yes. That it is, in fact, the footpad, but that is the name that we were looking for. So oh. Sorry, we cannot mm. award points. I, wow. I leave defeated but well-informed. <laughs> I think we got a new slogan for the show. You'll leave defeated <laughs> but well-informed. Yeah. Uh, all right, you've done very well on that. Very now, well. Yeah, four out of five. Well. Four out of five. Nice four out of five. All right, Allie, now here is your expert level test that requires multiple answers. It's time for your cluster fact. (laughs) (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Family show. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right, now you may know this right away. You may need to think on it. The correct answer is worth up to three points. Here we go. In 2014, 24 new species of Aleodes were named after being discovered in Ecuador, some of which were named for celebrities. For three points, answer these three questions. First, what type of insect is Aleodes? What is the proper spelling of Aleodes? And name one of the celebrities who had one named in their honor. Oh my God! I am getting stumped over here. Aleodes. I'm like trying to. I'm trying to break that down, and I. I'm trying to think of. So you said rainforest, then? I did say Ecuador. Ecuador. Okay. I... But I think it might have been in the city. No, I have no oh, idea. Yeah. I know. It, was in, it was in a Quiznos in Quito. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. I have to say I'm pretty stumped on this. Yeah. I, but for partial credit, mm-hmm. I'll say uh, David Bowie. All right. <laughs> Always a good guess if you don't know, if you're, any of you are taking the SATs this year. I'll say that one was named after David Bowie, okay. perhaps. And I, I'm totally... I'm just drawing a blank here. Okay, we could want, you, want to how, how good? Yeah, how good are you at spelling? Maybe you could, could like, talk it out. Yeah, give me a hint. Give me a hint. Aleodes. Uh, Excellent hint from Helen Hong. <laughs> that's just the word, yeah. but slower. Aleodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how about Aleodes? Mm-hmm. I honestly, all I keep thinking of is, um, is like, uh, street corn, which is elode or something. That's just not, it's not street corn. Wow. Um, I can tell you for sure it is not street corn. Okay. Um, yeah. Want to give it a, uh, give it a try spelling it? A-L-I-O-T-E-S. Okay, we have that answer from you. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> ouch. Wait, just to clarify what you said, A-L-I-O-T-E-S is what I you said? I think so. That okay. is what she right. said. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, come on, how many possible insects could there be? Just take a guess. Um... <laughs> And the, there's like three, I forget, there's like 300,000 species of beetles Okay, so you've got like a, like a 50-50 chance. Um, <laughs> I want to say... You know less about math yeah. than you know about bugs. I'm going to say it's a lantern bug, and it is 
named after either David Bowie or uh, Frank Zappa. All right. Wow. Uh, we have your answers. We thank you so much. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Now we have an expert on hand who can tell us for sure. Helen, who do we have today? Here with us tonight, we have educator, environmentalist, and entomologist, Stephen Kutcher. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Kutcher. Welcome to the show. Hi. Were you the one who was shouting out when she got something right? <laughs> <laughs> No, I was rooting for her. Oh, of course. Oh, Excellent. Entomologist, you got to stick together, you bug sure. people. No, I mean, I was thankful that I heard a yes. That's, oh, that okay, high five good. was like, a, that, was a, that was a thank you. Uh, now, Mr. Kutcher, in addition to teaching, you actually work in the business we call show. Yes, I've worked on over 100 feature films. I did uh, Spider-Man, Arachnophobia. Wow. As a uh, body double? Or no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I discovered that in the 1980s that one out of every three film has a films has a bug in it, and so what? I do the bug work in the films. Wow, you're a bug wrangler? Yeah, anything to do with bugs. I, um, let's say the director wants a bug to go climb up the wall. That's me. Or he wants somebody to step on the bug. That's me. Wait but a minute, wait, 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 wait. You step, you kill your own uh, never, bugs? You never, never. Oh, you simulate it. it, though. But if the director says, step on a bug, I say, sure. And then we cut out the bottom of the shoe. Ah, they step on the bug. Wow. And you, I don't know if you ever noticed this or not, but when a shoe comes down to step on something, you never see the bottom of the shoe. Ah, Hollywood magic. Wow. Uh, in addition to your study of bugs, you actually make art related to bugs. Yes. Uh, this book just came out and called, well, the book came out and called Inspired by Insects by Ashley Rooney. And they have pictures of uh, 35 different artists use insects as motifs. And what I do is I put paint on the feet of insects and create artwork. Wow. What? Wait, so, you're not, so your art is not inspired by bugs. It's actually using bugs it's as... It's made by bugs, it sounds like. <laughs> yes. Like, the yes. bugs are doing all the work. It's like work. slave labor of bugs. Yes, except, except I'm yeah. going to pick up on Allie's remark. The great thing is, I use these bugs to create artwork, and after they die, I put them in a little box, because you know the value of artwork goes up after the artist dies, very, so I have a little clever. box. He knows what he's doing. Wow. <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Kutcher, of course, we have you here as well to tell us the answers to the question that we asked Allie, so let's get right to that. You heard the questions that we asked Allie, and uh, Helen, let's remind of the answers. Uh, the first question we asked was, what type of insect is Aleotes, and what did Allie answer? Allie answered lantern bug. Is that correct? <laughs> was, that the, was that the sound of a lantern bug? Because it's very confusing on this particular episode. But that is incorrect. What is the correct answer? Um, it's a wasp. It's a oh. wasp! Oh, sorry, Allie, did not get that one. All right, we also asked Allie to spell Aleotes. Uh, let's remind everyone what Allie said, Helen. Allie's spelling for Aleotes was A-L-I-O-T-E-S. Is that correct, Mr. Kutcher? Definitely not. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. What is the correct spelling, please? A-L-E-I-O-D-E-S. Oh, I'm sorry, Allie. Close, but not close. Uh, and finally... <laughs> you got like three of the letters, Yeah, right? there was something in there. It's a very good Scrabble rack. Uh, and finally, we asked Allie to name one of the celebrities uh, who had one of these insects named in their honor. Allie said... David Bowie or Frank Zappa. She somehow gave us two answers. Uh, were, <laughs> were either of those correct? No. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Allie. Who were the celebrities that got bugs named after them? John Stewart, Stephen Colbert, Ellen DeGeneres, Lady Gaga, Robert Frost, Shakira. Interesting. I don't know if that's maybe the first or last time we'll ever hear Shakira named after Robert Frost. Um, but, but come on, she should get a half a point, because yep. Frank Zappa is a much better yeah. celebrity name for a wasp. Oh, right. uh, Phil, trying to influence things, hoping like perhaps it. the favor will be returned. Uh, all right, so uh, Mr. Kutcher, if people want to learn more about your work and what you do, where can they find you? Uh, they can go on the internet and look at bugartbystephen.com or bugsinmybusiness.com. Mr. Stephen Kutcher, thank you so Yay! much for being here. Let's get a score recap from Helen. How did Allie do in that round? Halfway through this round, Allie Ward has four points, and Phil Lamar has zero points with a round of questions coming up. That's right. We'll talk with Phil about a topic he knows about. Plus, later we'll power through some quick facts as we make our way to the final round to find a winner on Go Fact Yourself! <laughs> 
Are you sad and confused about world politics? Worried about the upcoming inevitable nuclear war? Or maybe a rat is living in your house? There's a rat living in my house. How do you get rid of a rat from a house? Why not immerse yourself in a completely fictional, imagined podcast for the beef and dairy industries? It works for me. The Beef and Dairy Network podcast is the number one podcast for those involved, or just interested, in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. Don't worry, it's funnier than it sounds. Find us at beefanddairynetwork.com or maximumfun.org, or wherever you get your podcast from. Oh god, there's the rat! Oh god! Welcome back to Go Fact Yourself, where our score is Ali Ward with four points and Phil Lamar with zero points with a round of questions coming up. Once again, here's J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you, Helen. Thanks, everybody. Now, Phil Lamar, of your many interests, you told us that you know a lot about Mad Magazine artists, Mm -hmm. Marvel and DC superhero comics, and Dodgers baseball. Today, we want to talk to you about Dodgers baseball. Uh-oh, might have some haters in the crowd. Well, first I want to ask Phil, are you okay? Uh, how, are you, how are you feeling after the World Series I, this year? I'm the recovering so slowly. Close? Yeah? Um, I did have a uh, Sports Illustrated with the Astros come to my house, and I had to burn it. <laughs> okay, fair enough. But, uh, you know, we still got uh, a lot of good players. We got a good... Next year. Next, Next year. year, yes. Why not? It was an incredible series, though. Good showing by the Dodgers. Yes, that... they, they played six great games. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, how did you get to be a Dodgers fan? I know you're native of LA. Um, that's pretty much uh, all that's required. Uh, oh, all right. <laughs> there, there was no entrance exam. No, I grew up in LA, and um, I remember as a kid just, you know, being a huge fan of that, you know, uh, Dodger infield that, you know, was for uh, 16 years, you know, um, Say, um, Bill Russell, uh, Davey Lopes, and Steve Garvey. You know, those were, you know, the Dodgers of my youth. And as a, as a notable name in Hollywood, have you gotten to do anything cool with the team? Once um, I was able to finagle the uh, little bit of popularity that I have that uh, I can call fame uh, into an appearance at the Hollywood Stars uh, Celebrity um, Baseball Game. Oh, wow. So, so cool. I did once get to suit up. Yeah. and play on the field no at Dodger Stadium. Wow, how did you do? Well, as I said, I only have a little bit of fame, okay. so I was not in the starting lineup. Uh-huh. And I did uh, get called in to pinch run for Robert Wool. Wow. And got to second, they called my name, oh, pinch running for Robert Wool, Phil Lamar. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. I walk out to, run out to a second base, stand there, and then... Apparently, Robert Wool doesn't know how to run bases. Mm. Did not touch first base. Oh, no. And I was immediately called out. Oh, wow. Wow, this is like a Field of Dreams kind of a situation here. You're going to come through the corn, aren't you? Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. I mean, Uh, had it been somebody, you know, even of greater note. I mean, Keanu Reeves, like, but it was Robert Wool. He had a wasp named after him recently. What? (laughs) No, I don't know. You're kidding. Very good. We'll have a big expert-level question for you to ponder in a moment. But first, to show this is a legitimate interest of yours, here are five trivia questions about the Dodgers, each worth one point. You're allowed one hint for each question if you want it. Now, Allie, listen closely. Mm -hmm. Because if Phil answers incorrectly and you know the correct answer, you can steal and make Phil feel horrible. (laughs) Uh, By the way, Allie, how much do you know about the Dodgers? Hot dogs. All right, here we go. (laughs) Farmer John. (laughs) Question number one for Phil. Phil, Dodgers legend Jackie Robinson's uniform number was retired across all of baseball in 1997. What number is it? 42. Helen. That is correct. That is correct. Number 42. Wow. If if I hadn't gotten that one, that would have been double embarrassing. (laughs) That would have been bad. Also, as a show for nerds, wouldn't everybody answer 42? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. By the way, once a year on Jackie Robinson Day, all players wear the number 42, which is a nice tribute, but also very confusing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, here we go. Question number two for Phil. The street leading up to Dodger Stadium was renamed in 2016 for what Dodgers icon? Now, that's interesting because I now live very close uh, to the stadium, so uh, this is a pretty easy question for me. That is Vin Scully Drive. Ellen? That is correct. That is correct. Although, actually... You're, you're lucky we didn't ask what's the name of the street, because it's actually Vin Scully Avenue, but we did ask for the name of the person, so we're going to oh. give it to you. Yes, yes. Avenue? And, yeah. It should really be a boulevard. Oh, no. But, no, no. you know, the north-south thing. 
Right. Uh, here we go, number three, Phil. Dodger Stadium was completed in time for the 1962 season, but the Dodgers moved from Brooklyn to Los Angeles in 1958. At what venue did the Dodgers play their home games while Dodger Stadium was being built? Now that is a good question and not a lot of people know it um, because there are multiple stadiums um, in LA prior to Dodger Stadium. I in fact actually have a uh, jacket that says LA Wrigley Field because really? it was in fact a Wrigley Field in Los Angeles what? as part of the Pacific Coast League um, that was called Wrigley Field before the place in uh, Chicago. You're oh, kidding. Only we had asked you about that. But you did ask me about this one okay. and they played at the Coliseum. <laughs> Helen. That is correct. That is correct. The Coliseum. They had an exhibition game there against the Red Sox a few years ago, and man, that it's hard to imagine playing every game at that way it's, that it's It's the wrong shape. Yeah, it's the wrong shape. Uh, that's how I feel sometimes. All right, Phil, here's number four. Family show. All right. Phil. Wait, what? I don't know. I'm very concerned. Yeah. Phil, one of the most famous moments in baseball history was Kirk Gibson's game-winning home run during the 1988 World Series. Allie remembers that, doesn't she? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hot dogs. In which game of the series did he hit that home run? That was uh, game one. Helen, is that correct? That is correct. It is Whoa. correct. It was game wow. one. Had to, had to give it a little uh, drama. Though. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping you were going to ask for a hint because the hint would have been it's a number between one and seven. Uh, <laughs> oh, good thing I didn't ask yeah. for a hint. It and, seemed but, dicey, but you actually yeah, but you, you yeah, had it. You, made you it nailed dramatic. it. Well, because it. I was thinking about this when Justin Turner hit the home run this year because people always refer to the Kirk Gibson's like, it was game one. Yeah. Why is it such a big deal? Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh my God, they won a game! Right. Well, a lot of people thought that would be the only game they won, and then once they had that momentum, there. Uh, fun fact, I was at that game. <gasps> what? what? I was at that game. No way. Did you have any hot dogs? I did, Allie. <laughs> wow. Way to talk shop, huh? Hey. Allie gets it. Yeah. Was, it, a, was it a Dodger dog? All right, let's, let's keep away with these advanced right. metrics, you eggheads. <laughs> All right, uh, here is your last question. You're doing very well in this round. Here's number five for you, Phil Lamar. Okay. Several players who have spent time with the Dodgers have been elected to the Hall of Fame, but 1998 was the last time such a player was inducted wearing a Dodgers cap on his plaque. Who was it? The last Dodger um, inducted into the Hall of Fame as a Dodger. As a Dodger. Well, we know it wasn't Mike Piazza. Oh, I know. I wanted him to go in as a Marlin. <laughs> Come on, no one's going in. I know. <laughs> um, the person in 1998, uh, I have to, I'm going to have to ask for a hint. All right, your first hint, Helen, what is the hint you can give to Phil? He won over 300 games, and he's currently a broadcaster. Thank God I asked for a hint, because mm -hmm. uh, otherwise I was just going to try to pull some random position player uh, out of my... Uh, and now it's a random pitcher, so we've cleaved uh, that in half. Well, no, because there are only so many uh, Dodger pitchers who've won a, over right. 300 games, right. and this one is, of course, Oral Hershiser. Is it Oral Hershiser, Helen? That is not correct. Not right, Allie with a chance to steal! That is what? not correct. I, Allie, I think I can speak for everyone here when I say, if you get this right, we will give you everything we own. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, we might have to run around naked in this room. I'm very glad you asked. Uh, I happen to know this. What? What? I know it's crazy. It's Bette Midler. <laughs> right? Wow. It's Bette Midler. Helen? Pulling that one out of the magical jersey. Helen, is that correct? That is not correct. Oh, no, correct. I'm sorry. No, no. The correct answer, very close, Allie, was Don Sutton. Don oh, of course. Sutton, 300 games. Uh, and boy, his Vegas show is uh, phenomenal. I highly recommend it. Spectacular. The costume changes alone. Uh, all right, Phil, you got four there, but now here is your expert level of test that requires multiple answers. It's time for your cluster fact. You may know this right away. You may need to think on it. The correct answer is worth up to three points. I'm very frightened. Right. <laughs> Uh, the 2017 World Series is already being called a classic for many reasons, tying and breaking several records. For three points, I have three questions about this series. First, in game one, what Dodger tied a record by hitting a home run on the first pitch of the game? Second, in game six, what Dodger pinch hit, setting the franchise record by appearing in his 50th postseason game? And in game seven, what Dodger became only the second person in baseball history to pitch in all seven World Series games? You can answer in any order or continue uh, to look. 
right. Yes, or continue to yes. look uh, perplexed. Uh, no, I'm going to go with the first um, answer to the first question, first part of the question, um, simply because I know who the leadoff hitter is, and that's Chris Taylor. All right, Chris Taylor, we've noted that answer. Um, can you repeat the second question? Yes, in game six, what Dodger pinch hit, thereby setting the franchise record by appearing in his 50th postseason game? Well, there's only one player on the current, uh, what was the current roster, who's been around long enough to have been in 50 postseason games, so I'm going to have to say Andre Ethier. All right, that answer is noted. And finally, in game seven, what Dodger became only the second person in baseball history to pitch in all seven World Series games? I've got to, I've got to figure out who pitched in all seven games. That is exactly what you're being asked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so salty. Seriously. Yeah. Your corn, like peanuts. Big, corn, big corns of salt. No? Right, peanuts! Um, I'm going to... Uh, Kenley Jensen play in all seven? Uh, he, did, he did really overuse him. Um, but I don't feel like it was him. Uh, so, gosh. But I can't seem to think of... Your agony is contagious. No, Isn't it? it? Isn't it? I'm feeling Don't you for all you. feel for me? <laughs> no, wait, don't we want him to get it right? I am at the edge of my seat, and I don't even care about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why it's America's pastime. There you go. All right, Phil, we do need an answer. I will have to say, I'm going to go out on the limb and say Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen. All right, we've noted those answers. Now, we have an expert on hand who can tell us the answers for sure. Helen, who do we have today? Here with us tonight is the author of the book, 100 Things Dodger Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die, and writer of the popular blog, Dodger Thoughts, it's John Weissman. John Weissman, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Weissman. Hello. Uh, now, you and Phil know each other a bit? We, we do. We know each other a bit. We have crossed paths mostly online, yes, but in, we, frequently in person. We've, we've gone to the, we went to the same high school. What? And if I'm not mistaken, we were actually at Dodger Stadium at the same time once. Well, yes, I, I'm willing to bet on that one. <laughs> that's, that's right. Well, if we need so, a John Weissman expert, we've got Phil Lamar here. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and here's hoping he's going to bend the facts for that third question. We'll find out. Uh, John, how did you get to be into the Dodgers? Uh, similarly to Phil, I grew up here, and uh, as a kid, I was a fan of all kinds of things. And basically what happened is... As I got older and had kids and had less time for myself, everything else I was a fan of got pushed aside, and I was allowed to be a fan of one thing. Oh. And the one thing you chose and was? I chose the Dodgers. Okay, that says a lot, absolutely. Now, you, you wrote this book called 100 Things Dodger Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. Uh, what are some examples of the things that uh, they should know and do? Well, the know things start with uh, Jackie Robinson and Vince Scullion, so you work your way down. There's, the assignment was to come up with 100 of these things. Mm -hmm. Obviously, so by the time you get into the 90s, mm -hmm. uh, it get the pickings get a little slim. But for example, going to Philippe's before a game that mm. was one of the uh, right. things to do. Even I've done that. And uh, <laughs> I actually published uh, my secret traffic ruse to beat the traffic to Dodger Ooh. Stadium. Oh, uh, that was really the biggest selling point for the book. By oh, the it's in there as well. And have you, have, you, uh, have you been updating the book in light of recent events? There was an update. Uh, I have to tell you, if they had won game seven, that actually took money out of my pocket because they were going to do a, rev a revised edition if we had won the World oh. Series oh, man. this year. The real victim, John Weissman. <laughs> uh, are, that, are there things that fans can do after they die? <laughs> yeah, I, why limit yourself? That why not question a was such a specific title. To that question was very died. relevant when my, uh, at the time, 99-year-old grandmother got her copy. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm glad we brought and that up. I had now, to. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, one of the reasons that you're here today is because you are the expert, and we want to give answers to the big question that we asked Phil. Let's remind everyone what the questions were. Uh, first, we asked in game one of the 2017 World Series, what Dodger tied a record by hitting a home run on the first pitch of the game? Helen, remind everyone of Phil's answer. Phil said Chris Taylor. And what is the answer, John? The answer is also Chris Taylor. Yay! That's correct. One point for Phil. Nice. We then asked him in game six what Dodger pinch hit, setting the franchise record by appearing in his 50th postseason game. Helen, what did Phil say? Andre Ethier. And John? Andre Ethier. Yay. You got that correct as well. 
And finally, we asked him in Game 7 what Dodger became only the second person in baseball history to pitch in all seven World Series games. Helen, what did Phil say? Phil said it was Kenley Jensen. And, John? There was really good logic in that answer. That doesn't but. sound like a point. <laughs> Unfortunately for Phil, the answer was Brandon Morrow. I'm Brandon Morrow. So sorry. John, where can people find out more about what you do and uh, learn more about how you feel about the Dodgers? Um, my website is dodgerthoughts.com, and I'm on Twitter at J-O-N-W-E-I-S-M-A-N. John Weissman, ladies and gentlemen, thanks Yay. so much. All right, Helen, let's get a recap of our scores. Phil in this round has earned a whopping six points for a total of six points to Allie Ward's four points. That's right, but this is still anybody's game with our final round coming up. We're going to crown our winner when we come back on Go Fact Yourself. Say, <laughs> Helen, that's a good-looking jacket you're wearing. Thanks, Jay Keith. I got it from XCVI. XCVI? Yes, XCVI. It's Roman numerals for 96. Oh, well, it sounds like a faceless international corporation headquartered very far away. No, Jay Keith. XCVI is family-owned, ethically made, and headquartered right here in downtown Los Angeles. Oh, well, it sounds expensive. It is. <laughs> what? Yep. Well, Jay Keith, you can't make quality clothing and pay people a living wage and do it on the cheap. Right. But you can save 10% by going to xcvi.com and using code HELEN at checkout. Offer valid through February 28, 2018. XCVI. Fashion you can live in. Go Fact Yourself, where our score is Allie Ward with four points and Phil Lamar with six points. Once again, here's J. Keith Van Stratton. Thank you so much, everybody. Wow, we have got a very good game going. And now it is time for our final round, a series of ten true or false statements about a variety of topics. We'll alternate between each guest and keep the discussion to a minimum. Helen will keep score. And again, the answer to each statement is true or false. Are you ready? True. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve She's that. I deserve good. that. Say goodnight, Gracie. <laughs> All right, here we go. Allie, there are 52 United States. False. That's right, there are 50. Phil, in March of 2017, much of the United States got to experience a total eclipse of the sun. True. Incorrect. No, the eclipse was in August. Allie, the bicycle was invented in China. False. Correct. That's right, the bicycle as we know it first appeared in Germany. Phil, the U.S. government has made $3 bills. False. Correct. That's right. They have not. In fact, some would say they're as phony as a $3 bill. Allie, Arby's sells a venison sandwich. True. Correct. That's right. It rolled out nationwide in October of 2017. Gross, but correct. Phil. <laughs> Phil, all of South America is below the equator. False. Correct. That's right. About 90% is, but that's not all. Allie, Disney made a sequel to the classic film Fantasia. False. Incorrect. No, that is true. Fantasia 2000 was released somehow in 1999. Mm -hmm. Phil, Sharon Stone starred in a sequel to the classic film Basic Instinct. True. Correct. That's right. Basic Instinct 2 came out 14 years after the original. Allie, there's a professional hockey team in Las Vegas. True. Correct. That's right. The Golden Knights started playing there in 2017. Phil, the manufacturer of Q-tips makes special swabs for sensitive areas called P-tips. False. Correct. No, but I think we all agree that they should. <laughs> all right, that is the end of that round. Let's give a nice hand to both of our guests, Phil Lamar and Allie Ward. Helen Hong, have you tallied our final score for today? I sure have, Jay Keith. Then please reveal it now. Allie Ward has a final total of eight points, and Phil Lamar has a final of ten points. Phil Lamar is your well fasting champion on Go Fact Yourself. Congratulations, well Phil. Phil, what will you do with the prize? <laughs> uh, I will imagine myself holding it. <laughs> well, that's good because that's all there is. You, you can only imagine it. It's not a real thing. Yeah, I mean, there's pride. There's pride. Can you hold that in your hand? I'll tell you later. <laughs> all right. Uh, so sorry. Family, uh, sh family, family show. show family, family show. show. Uh, all Which right. Family. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's right. 
Uh, all right, let's give everyone an opportunity to promote any upcoming products, appearances, or services. Uh, Allie Ward, what have you got going on? Ooh, plug a clock. Um, I would say my ologies podcast. It's a different ologist on every week. We cover different ologies from paleontology to primatology, volcanology, cosmetology. And so it's a different expert every week. And then I interject stupid thoughts. And it's a dream for me to make the show. So if you like podcasts, ologies, get it. Thank you so much Love for being it. here, Allie Ward. Thank you. Mr. Phil Lamar. Um, uh, check out The Jellies, a new animated show that I'm starring in on Adult Swim uh, Sundays. And also um, go to goblinsanimated.com. That's uh, the website for my new animated show that I'm writing, producing, and hopefully starring in if we can get the money. So, Give him yes. your money. It's Phil Lamar. <laughs> Your co-host and judge has been Ms. Helen Hong. Yay! I'm going to be on CNN's end of year best of and worst of 2017 special at the end of the year. You can also hear me on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, frequently on NPR. And check out my show dates at HelenHong.com. Helen Hong, ladies and gentlemen. I am on Twitter at J underscore Keith. And of course, please follow our show at GoFactorPod. That's on the Instagram, on the Facebook, on the Twitter, on the sounding like an old man for no reason. <laughs> uh, please like us on Facebook and do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. That just leads me to thank Ali Ward, Phil Lamar, Stephen Kutcher, John Weissman, Helen Hong, Maximum Fun, everyone here at the Angel City Brewery, and of course, you, our lovely audience. I'm J. Keith Van Stratton. Good night from Go Fact Yourself. <laughs> Yourself, a panel quiz program devised by Jim Newman and J.P. Van Stratton, comes to you via transcription from Angel City Brewery in downtown Los Angeles. Questions on Go Fact Yourself were compiled by the Trivia Industrial Complex. It is produced in collaboration with Maximum Fun. Maximum Fun's senior producer is Laura Swisher. The show is edited by Christian Duenas. David McKeever is our live sound engineer. Special thanks to Mike Avellanos, C.J. Miller, and Dave Bianchi. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.